Hello, and thank you for tuning into Timeline Earth. This is Bird. Aaron, Carr, and Paws couldn't make it. They were in the chat trying to get different times. Nothing really worked out. We are adamant about recording live on Wednesday. They just couldn't swing it. And so I'm going to be solo hosting this episode. I got a few news stories picked up over on Fox News, uh, some housekeeping, and um, something special at the end. Anyway, so Childerberg, less than, well, roughly a month away. If you haven't bought your campsite or talked to Jacob, you should reach out uh, over at Childerberg on Twitter or the Childerberg newsletter. Campsites are limited, so don't wait too long. You might not have a spot. Uh, we have put out a lot of content over on the Patreon. So we've got some work with Steppy, some part twos of some smart stuff I did because I'm so smart. Um, uh, Car might have done something. I don't really know. Uh, anyway, subscribe get to check out some secret content. I think that, oh, next door. Uh, if you can share some next door posts you guys got going on, gullible neighbors, whatever, even if they don't believe you, let us know. Uh, lastly, the wiki. You gotta, gotta Google us. We're, we're over on the wiki. Shout out to whoever did that. We know you're a regular listener and you know a lot about the show and you're diligent. So hats off to you, buddy. Okay, that wraps up the housekeeping. First news story, Elon Musk buys Twitter. Uh, the podcast, not a fan of Elon Musk, threat to humanity, uh, bad vibes all around. He might think he's doing good not doing good. He might be a cool guy. Great with the memes. Uh, all together though, we don't like him. Um, number one, formerly number one Biden tracking podcast. We don't hold that title anymore because we don't really track him that much. We try and keep up with what his body doubles doing on occasion, but for the most part, not much. He was in Iowa a few weeks ago and he got pooped on. He was wearing American flag lapel pin, giving a speech about uh, inflation and the bird pooped on him. Didn't like what he's saying. Is this a sign from a higher power or coincidence? Reach out. Tell us what you think. Um... There's a lot of conspiracies surrounding this bird pooping on Joe Biden, as there usually are conspiracies dealing with anything. Some people say it was uh, dust from a brewing thing or something. Uh, check that out. See what you think. If it's a conspiracy, did bird really poop on him? Shout out to the bird. Either way. 
Next up, we have Eric Swalwell. Been watching Fox News, and they cannot get enough of this story. Out 24-7 on repeat. He has signed up for classes over at Indiana University School of Nursing. Discouraged by a failed presidential run, he decided to, I don't know that he necessarily decided it, the public decided for him, but he decided politics, not really his call of duty or whatever. Um, So he's going to nursing school. He wants to uh, get like his specialty in adults. So there's that. He farted on TV once. I personally would probably mention that first instead of that he ran for president because as an avid Fox News watcher and politics disrespecter, I'm going for that embarrassing moment over the presidential run, but I don't know. Um, Eric Swalwell, nurse. Probably a high school bully. Um, Next up, oh, what are these other news stories that got sent in to me? We did the Elon Musk thing. We did the, um, we did the bird. We did Eric Swalwell. I think that I have talked long enough that the attempt at censoring me would be thwarted. So in October, Aaron, the elf and car recorded an episode that went atrociously. Not only was the sound very bad, but Aaron really missed spoke on some news stories. Not great. So he did not want that audio released, but it's so funny. I think the listeners would find it charming, but here's the deal. You guys get to listen to it, but you cannot talk about it. On Twitter, you can talk about the clip, but do not talk about which clip. This is like a secret between us. You're going to want to hear this because it's so good. Anyway, remember, don't talk about it. There are no consequences other than your pro-censorship if you talk about it. Bye! There you have it. Yeah, yeah, could be the fiber, I don't know. Uh, are we recording? Okay. <laughs> what an amazing start to October. I love uh, it. <laughs> this is our fourth, fifth, sixth attempt. We lost a host along the way, pauses out. Bird's out from uh, f- uh, physical, he got, it was an on-field uh, injury. Um, I don't even know if he wants us to talk about it, but he... Uh, Maybe had a little knee incident, so it's. Yeah. Uh, I hit his it's, knee with a golf club. 
Yep, it was there was a there was a, a property a possession issue over a bag of crack and uh, yeah, Aaron solved it. Aaron solved that. So the only way knows out. Carr knew he was going to get moosed on this episode because Bird was just gearing up for it. And you know, uh, Bird he's he's been a professional mooser all his life. He's won countless moosing competitions. Carr is kind of an upstart, um, you know. And then uh, got a little you know, cocky. Leading up to this episode, I think I think Carr was just a little nervous, so he hired me to hit Bird with a golf club over a bag of crack. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Bird can't make it uh, by default. Carr wins. <laughs> and uh, yeah, my first uh, sanctioned my first sanctioned win. Um, so, uh, welcome to timeline earth, everyone, as you can tell, it's pretty, it's, it's chaotic on our end. We are, uh, we're scrambling of course. And and, uh, as always, this is live on Wednesday. So you've heard the many attempts at a recording that we just went through. Um, we have with us, it is, uh, your boy car. It's Aaron, and then uh, the elf has joined us for this episode today. Paz couldn't quite make the the, the network work in his favor. Um, I've been going mano a mano with my network, um, and so I'm here for now. But uh, you know, we're we're doing what we can here to to please the listeners, uh, except for Aaron, who hates you. Yes, passionately. So uh, we're getting into spooky season, y'all. Uh. There was a recommendation on a movie to watch. Would you like to intro that at all, Mel? Yes. Yeah. Um. So let me type up the title really quick just to make sure. I'm all right. You can watch this free for on um, Amazon Prime, but it's called Killer Sofa. A killer reclining chair becomes enchanted by a girl and starts committing crimes of passion. Wow. It sounds, sounds uh, fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like it was, uh, you know, it was probably a long writing process. It was probably a very intensive uh, screenwriting. Uh, it was probably the casting was probably brutal, a uh, brutal process to go through to get it just right, to get all the the dials just turned just right for this for this production. But uh, we will be watching this at some point. I think this week maybe we'll do a review. Maybe we'll put it over the line. Maybe we will uh, put it as a little bonus. I don't know. I know Bird's got some over the line stuff coming out tomorrow or, or the next day. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put some stuff out because as you as everyone knows, it's this is our season. This is uh, timeline Earth's special time. I would yeah, say you're you can't listen to any other podcast in the month of October. That's true. So. I wanted to get to that. I'm glad you brought that up, Aaron. We are going to be limiting all of our listeners to listening only to TLE this month. You will need to drop all other podcasts and uh, exclusively tune into this RSS feed for everything that we will be. And this uh, is why out. I hate October. Mm-hmm. It's the most yeah. stressful time of the year. It, the and- The veil thins between Aaron and the listeners, and that makes him very, very angry. Yeah. Yep. As so- he is closer to you. I, I, I want to take us on a quick trip to the timeline. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, you ever heard of the rapper DaBaby? Uh, I believe I've heard I Yes, but I don't know anything about it. I've got a few songs I, actually on, on my like normal commute playlist of his. Okay. Um, and he got into some hot water a little while back because he made some very hurtful homophobic remarks. Okay. Um, little backdrop to this he also shot a teenager uh a little while before that now bearing this in mind uh 
The baby was recently just uh, canceled from Dave Chappelle's new special coming out for those homophobic remarks. Okay. What from Dave's? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay. I mean, they must have been. They must have been really something. Yeah. Um. You, you uh, care to enlighten wait. us, or are we? Gonna- <laughs> wait. No, I, I got. No, I, I think I got this wrong. So. <laughs> Yeah, can you edit this whole portion out? Oh, Because <laughs> I, I totally Lord. got this story wrong. <laughs> no, we're not <laughs> editing that out. <laughs> it, you, fucking edit it out. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, do it. <laughs> I think that should be possible. How wrong, how wrong was it? No, so he didn't get canceled. It's Dave Chappelle is commenting on how he got canceled for saying homophobic remarks, but um, he didn't get canceled for shooting somebody and killing them. Oh, okay. Well, that's not that big of an error. No, I mean, it's a pretty big error. Like at first when I'm reading it, I, when I read it, I thought that he had like a spot on his special, like at the end of it or the beginning or whatever. And actually Dave Chappelle canceled him, which I thought was weird. Yeah. Yeah. That sounded off brand. Yeah. But that's not what happened. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So we finally, so we spent all this time finally getting the recording right. And you just totally bone a story and want us to get to restart again. No, no, no. You don't have to restart it. Just edit it out. (laughs) That's the entire beginning of the episode. (laughs) It's not the beginning of the episode. Let's just make this an episode of what isn't the news. Yeah. Yeah. Let's roll with the punch here. All right. No, no, no. I want to take I, I want to take us on a trip around the timeline. Okay, we'll keep going. <laughs> All right. So we'll edit it uh, up to like up to when I said, "Hey, let's take a trip around the timeline." We're not editing. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I will fucking flip my shit if this is edited <laughs> out. <laughs> okay. So what's uh, what's the next stop on uh, on the uh, on the timeline here? Right, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Is, uh, I'm sorry. What's the first stop on the timeline here? <laughs> yeah, the first stop on the timeline is uh, our good friend Mitt Romney, a uh, a radical, fucking alt right, racist, misogynist. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, did a dine and dash on uh, one of Trump's restaurants. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I intentionally or what? Yeah. Oh um, wow. <laughs> That's pretty incredible. What's uh, what was his plan? Like, what was it? What was it? What was the statement he was making? He's he's just not going to pay it. This okay. Not not the news again. Are we doing not the news still? Or did this actually happen? There's going to be way too many references now to edit that out here. <laughs> I know. No, th- this is <laughs> this is not the news. You're you're feeling the walls closing in. You're going to have to pivot no, some am. other way because editing sweating. is not it. <laughs> yeah. It's not it. I am sweating right now. I got I got to salvage this and I can't. I don't have the brain power to do this. Oh, <laughs> All right, man. guys, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about oh shit. God damn it. Uh, how about we uh, talk about uh, this Facebook deal? Ooh, yeah. Um th- this is this is kind of kind of been breaking. Um, I guess on Monday, Facebook was it Monday? Yeah, Monday Facebook went down, and it wasn't immediately obvious. It was like during the beginning of the workday, around nine or ten or so. Um, it went down, and um, and the you know as information came out, it sounded like the servers or, or the the, the um, DNS registry had just been completely wiped. So. Uh, you know, Facebook was down for like 
I don't know. I, does Zimmer remember exactly how long it was down for? It was like seven or eight hours probably, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was Facebook. It was Instagram. It was WhatsApp. It was like a bunch of different Facebook products um, that were that were down. Uh, and it looks pretty – it looks like it could be kind of suspicious. I'm not really sure. Um but of course, they had they, they have this uh, whistleblower that's in Congress testifying right now at the same time, right? Francis, uh, some something or other, uh, talking about how their the algorithms are are essentially or could be developed more or less to, you know, and we all kind of knew this anyway. But you know, to, to basically foment uh, bad vibes, <laughs> Sim- simply put. Um, so I don't know if those two are linked or or if those are um you know or if it's just a random coincidence but uh you know for uh, for facebook you know facebook's almost a trillion dollar company i believe and uh that maybe that's not right yeah it's it's definitely hundreds of billions i think um i mean it's a huge huge company for it to be completely down for and and not just down but completely on on it on you know it just seemingly wiped from the internet for eight hours pretty wild and uh and not only that but i guess there was some fiasco with the the their engineers going out to go fix the situation there was like a physical like the doors were locking and not allowing them into certain portions of whatever server room they needed to get so into i have a tweet here from uh at call end he said lmao friend of facebook confirmed they ended up bringing in a guy with an angle grinder to get access to the server cage Yo. so uh from and i've seen other things that say that like their server cages are are secure access and um, they're connected to an IoT device that are on Facebook's ser- that that are also on Facebook servers. Jeez. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, that's there's one that's person e- who said epic that failure. Zuckerberg lost like seven billion dollars or something like that yesterday. Oh yeah, I, I imagine for every like hour they're down, that's just millions of dollars that they're not making. Gotta be, gotta be. I mean, if you think about all the the businesses and and uh, individuals that use Facebook, I mean, not just for the bullshit that we think about, but you know, for marketing and stuff like that, it's just crazy. I mean, the the loss in sales has got to be just astronomical, you know, at that at that scale. Just wild. Um, have you seen anything circulating connecting some of these dots, or are we still kind of in the dark? Um, all, all I've seen about this lady that's testifying in Congress is that she's advocating for more surveillance and (laughs) like she, she gets, she gets the first part, right. That yes, the algorithms are geared towards fomenting, you know, more partisanship, more, you know, uh, reactionary and radical, um, polarization. And her, her response to that is we should be, we, we should be. Um, more involved in surveillance and more involved in the government taking an active role in like stamping out, you know, fake news or whatever. Yeah. Well, which I don't really have a dog in this fight. If, if the government wants to nationalize social media, that's, that's fine by me. Like I'll just go on a different platform. She yeah. went on Twitter uh, is saying that the military went in and seized Facebook service. Oh, dude, I did see some, some shit about that. Is that, that was like, that was obviously completely wrong though, right? Yeah, everybody knows they use Amazon. <laughs> well, interestingly enough, that's kind of similar to another uh, situation that's developing in New York. I don't know if you guys saw this, but 
Um, we've been kind of tracking the resistance to COVID mandates, especially from some particularly interesting groups of people. Uh, and the one of the ones that we had been talking about was the it's it's a it's a, it's a, a law enforcement organization or like fraternal order or something like that in New York uh, it has looks like 12, 13,000 members. Um, and they have been putting up a, a, apparently a pretty big resistance towards uh, mandatory vaccines for law enforcement in New York city. And they, their headquarters apparently just got ransacked by FBI. I, I don't nice. Really. Did you see that Aaron? No, I didn't, but it sounds like two faggots fighting. Yeah, no, it is. It's like, it's like, I don't, it's like, it's one of those where he's like, you can't, you, there's really no winner to root for, but there's also no loser to root for. You're just kind of like, I hope they, you know, beat up on each other pretty good. Uh, yeah, I hope know. they get into a firefight. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I have no, like the, it's, it's unclear as to why the FBI was there or like what their stated reason is, at least as of this live recording on Wednesday. But, uh, I, I, I'm, you have to imagine that it's some sort of intimidation over the, over, over vaccines or that's what I would think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, you can't have like a seems like a pretty popular, powerful law enforcement arm stepping out of line. Yeah, right. Like you right. get to nip that in the bud. Maybe yeah, the guy's so home too, not just the headquarters, but like. Oh the, wait, he, they went to somebody's home. The union president. They oh, his house as well, and they didn't take anything or arrest anyone. So that's it. Seems just really political. Yeah. 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 Well, that's exactly what I saw. I saw that, like there was no real stated reason that I could find. They didn't take anything. Nothing was seized. Nothing, you know, nobody was arrested. It was just, I mean, they it looked in his door and hit them with their dicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really was just like an intimidation thing, which I don't know, man. Like I know the FBI is powerful. Like obviously that's true, but uh, man, you want to go in and tangling with uh, law enforcement in New York. That's a pretty, that's a pretty big fight to pick, uh, you know? Uh, all law enforcement past, fu- past, present, future. Um, you know, it, they have a, an unbelievable number of people. And I think the uh, SBA is thirteen thousand yeah. alone. Yeah, that was like the it's like the Sheriff's Brotherhood Association or something like that. Something shot yeah, sergeant. It, yeah. In any case, I mean, th- them plus all their buddies, and then all their buddies that are not in law enforcement that are basically mobs, like. Tch- Dude, you're you're really uh, <laughs> like that could be an interesting fight to watch play out, and probably a lot of it won't make the, make the news or anything like that. But um, could be really guys, interesting. Do you guys know like the guy, the president whose house who also got raided? That's the guy who released that crazy picture of De Blasio's daughter. Wait, what crazy picture? Have you seen the picture of Bill De Blasio's daughter where she's like wide eyed, looks like a crackhead? No. Okay, I'm gonna try and find it. Hey, so he leaked it. Yeah, he's the one who posted her mug shot. <laughs> oh god. Oh, did she Damn. get like arrested or something? Yeah. For oh man. <laughs> so the president whose house got raided. Um, it was. I think once I send this, you're gonna. You're gonna. Nah, sorry. Yeah, that's a. I th- that that's a. a that's a big fight to pick. And I, and, and not only that, but they're like, they're not the only, see, this is why this is going to get so weird is because it's just a, this in itself is not an insurgency, but it's starting to take shape as one as like more and more institute or more and more organizations across the country are putting up a resistance to vaccine mandate. So it's, you know, you stomp out a fire here and then you got to go somewhere else and stomp out that fire. And then this fire's already sprung up again. And 
I don't know. This is this is and 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 the weird part is like this is this is the weird part. And Aaron, maybe you could help me with this because like we've talked about before, the geographic differences in where we live are, are make it so drastically different. Um, about yeah, it's it's hard to put like a universal mandate on anything. I know like a lot of companies that are multinational or multi-state, they really want to put a universal vaccine mandate and they just can't do it. Yeah. Like BAE Systems, one of the largest defense contractors in the world, um, just had to walk back their vaccine mandate. Really? They're going to have something like 1,400 employees walk off. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And they're already like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like this, this market right now, this labor market, it's the perfect time. Even if there's only like, you know, two or three people out of your 15 person office that's against the mandate, like losing two or three people, they're not easily replaceable anymore. No. I mean, unless you have a super low skill job that's cranked their, their wage up to like 25 bucks an hour, they're really going to have a problem replacing like any type of skilled work. 100%, man. 100%. Yeah, it's uh it's it, it is it's it's a confluence of factors that are going to make for a really really wild ride uh when it comes to labor in this force ma- mandate. But what I, what I, what I was getting at Aaron is like you know, I keep hearing a, it, it it feels as though they keep cranking up the pressure federally and yeah. locally yep. we've this has just been in the past. Like we're we're you know, with each passing day, you know, they say time heals all wounds. Like with each passing day, it feels like this was longer and longer ago. And, and then you, sometimes you hear stuff federally going on and you're like, it feels like they're still pushing for this vaccine mandate. Whereas down here, it's just that people said no, and we just moved past it. And now it's just on the, you know, it's, it's a, it's a memory. Um, it's so bizarre just to see, one, you know, a crescendo in certain areas and then a decrescendo in, in certain other areas. I, I mean, you, you just couldn't, I don't think you could come into Texas or one of these Gulf states and, and rally support for it simply because you're, you didn't strike while the iron, iron was hot. Like the fear has subsided at this point and you would have to just really, really stoke that again, which, you know, maybe they could do, but, um, not only that, but cases are going down, down here as well. So, it's uh man, it it is really bizarre, and I and I also saw now this could have been kooky Q kind of shit, but um I did also see a tweet like highlighting you know basically screenshotting a bunch of different um like I guess you know government and non government organizations and stuff like that, but, but but highlighting the the date of October fifteenth, like where everybody's pushing for October fifteenth. I wh- why I have no idea, but um you know, pushing for mandates to go, to go into effect to some degree in uh, October 15th. I, you know, who knows, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's really weird to watch. If, if they're smart, then they won't do a federal mandate. They'll just pick States off one by one. And then you'll be left with, you know, Florida, Florida and Texas as like the last holdouts. And, uh, you know, they're, and then I, I, I don't know, like, I don't see their path forward other than the fact that they know that conservatives in general and the people, the people that are against vaccine mandates by and large are conservatives. They're, you know, Trump Republicans. They're like, they're, they're mostly conservatives. Um, they know that conservatives will never coalesce into a unified opposition because like, uh, a national unified opposition that manifests as anything that's a threat. 
mm-hmm. they'll bitch and whine and you can just make them fucking homeless. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, is that we got, we got this election coming up. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Um, as far as like who the Republican runner is, I don't even think they know who the Demo- democratic nominee is going to be. Um, I, I, I want to say that this current administration has kind of taken the poison pill. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what you would think, but I don't know. Anytime I, t- you know, when you kind of read between the lines of what the media wants you to think, it does sound like they are gearing up for another Biden Trump election. And I, w- why yeah. I have no idea. I have no fucking clue. But it it, um, I mean, it seems that way. Anecdotally, they, they've been doing a pretty good job of putting out the fact that Biden has a very low approval rating right now. I mean, they say it's 46 percent or some or somewhere around there as of the last time I saw it. But, um, you know, I I don't know. Maybe they will. And, and if they do it, it's if they end up running Biden again, it's because they can. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like they 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 know something that we don't. And uh, they can. Yeah, and, and and to tell you the truth, it's well. I mean, again, it, who do you want, Trump or Biden? And and you know, you're just like, <laughs> I'll take Trump all day. <laughs> you, so here's my here's why. I mean, I've been on this b- bullshit for a while, but I, I definitely would want Biden because I think we have our Gorbachev. I think I just think that the weakness and incompetence that he that he exudes is uh, like I do. The last thing I want is a right wing populist president in, in the office, because I don't want people to begin to rally support rah, rah America. Let's keep this thing together. I want it to break apart. Um, I, you know, if those right-wing populists want to remain governors and help with the, with the, uh, balkanization movement, then that that's cool. But, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I can't even, I can't imagine anything more disastrous than, than a Trump or something like that at the federal level. I mean, you're going to get promised short-term relief by saying, yeah, we'll, we'll roll back the mandates, but it'll be much, much worse in my opinion after that, because it, they won't have the, um, they'll be too proud or, or competent may not be the right word, but to something to, to just let this thing, they don't, they won't want it on their record to let this thing uh, go to pieces under, under them, even though that's the best thing way forward in in my opinion. See, I think you give Trump way too much credit. Um, I think Trump is just Biden. That's uh, with different aesthetics. You think? Um, And yeah, I, I think his, uh, or even just any old right-wing populist Trump or, whoever chooses to run as a, as a right-wing populist, if they were to win right now, we have it so that the rural conservative areas are very angry and that anger is manifesting into not a whole lot. Um, we're still getting mandates. We're still getting, you know, uh, the, the urban politics are still dominating rural areas by and large. Um, you know, Florida and Texas and North Dakota are the exceptions. Um, so a Trump victory, I think that would flip the script and make those urban areas completely enraged and angry. And you know that when, when neoliberals get angry, when, when they chimp out, like bad shit happens. And that, in my opinion, would further along this balkanization that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I, I think maybe my words were poorly chosen in a Trump versus Biden, like who who I would want or who I would not want. I think that what excites me, and maybe this is just because of where I live, is the absolute just 
uh, like disillusionment with federal government from conservatives. And I live in the South and I want that to continue. I don't want to give them a breath of fresh air thinking they've won a battle and saying, oh, maybe we can't, maybe we can't. So maybe it's less about Trump, the, the person or Biden, the person, and more about the attitude of conservative, like the people that I live around, um, that, that I, I don't want them to, th- I, I want them to continue to move towards separation. I want them to continue to think, uh, about this, it, it, about this as a, the only resolution can po- that that's possible is divorce and uh, giving them a Trump. I, I just think is going to stymie that, even if it does make it better for, uh, like, you, or do, does the same thing on the left. Well, think about it this way: think four to eight years ahead of time, when let's say you have a Trump Trump presidency again or a DeSantis presidency, and all the conservatives are you know, throwing parties and throwing their masks, burning their masks. And then four years later, you get, you know, Kamala. Yeah, see, the I... The level of anger yeah. that, that, that that flip would have would be amazing. And then, or or let's say, uh, you know, you get Biden again. It's a continuation of the same thing. That's, that's the thing. It's a continuation of the same thing. You're allowing them to get used to it, to resign themselves to laws. I don't think that it's worth looking eight years ahead. Like, I don't think that there is an election eight years ahead. I think this is the last election that we have the possibility of having. Oh, all right. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I mean, do you see an election happening in 2028? Yes. Yes, I do. Oh man, I do not. Yeah. What is, what is going on? Who's, is that you, Aaron? Yeah, that's me. (laughs) Oh no. Uh, I, I, that beep was me. The vibration does not. Oh, that's not me. I think that's my phone. Pokemon. <laughs> You're pulling a mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think we. I think this is the last chance. At, no, no, no. Not to say that there may not be elections. I just think there'll be a name only. I think that the, the vast, vast majority of the country will ignore them after 2024. Uh, I don't. I don't see this thing. I don't see us limping along and patching this thing up for another seven years. I just don't see it. Huh? Yeah. I mean. Best case scenario, I yeah. I hope you're right. Yeah, I just I, I think the state's more. I think culturally, the state is more resilient than than that. I yeah, I mean it it that that could be, but we owe a lot of money to a lot of people. Like I, I think that it's it's either it's either we break up and 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 basically become smaller resilient uh, states, or we get totally subsumed by somebody else. Like, I mean, essentially, yeah. or become like a client state of China or something, you know, like, I just don't, I, I think that there, there just isn't anything left at the, at the federal level to just continue to bandage this thing up. I don't, I don't, I don't think it has any, I don't think it has the political capital, the social capital, and it certainly doesn't have the money. Yeah. I mean, there, I, I think they're poking and prodding for the next nine 11 to reinvigorate, you know, that nationalist sentiment, that, that unity that we all felt at nine 11 and all that crap. Yeah. Um, I, I can see them kind of, uh, like finally hitting the nail on the head sometime in the next, I don't know, five years or so, you know, they definitely hit it with COVID at first. Um, you know, they, a, a lot of, they, they got probably a majority of people to rally around all this shit and to, you know, fundamentally change your, your lifestyle, your daily routine with, very little resistance at first. And I think they just, uh, th- they just kind of got greedy and bit off more than they can chew. 
And uh, I think this to them is a learning experience. And they're kind of going along and finding out what they can and can't do and where they can and can't do it. Yeah, I I think that learning experiences are fine 10 years into a fiat cycle. I don't think they're fine 70 (laughs) years into a fiat cycle. I think that that, that's that's where that's where this thing starts to run off the rails. I I don't think they you know, you're they're they're dancing next to a cliff and uh, I I don't think they have the, the room. Uh, to dance. I, I don't, I just don't think they have it. Um, they, they're, there are way too many things that have gotten out of hand and are out of their control at this point that I can't, I just can't see this thing lasting. Like I've said before, I think 2024, if that is even a legitimate, well, maybe I won't use that word, but if that is a perceived to be a legitimate election, I'd be, I'd almost be surprised, but I definitely don't think there will be one after that. Yeah, I I agree in that I don't think that we'll ever have a universally accepted election result ever again. I think every single time from now on, even you know state elections now, you're going there's going to be some questioning of the results and and all that crap, which is really good. Yeah, oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, and not only that, but I've been tracking like you know um, uh, the. DeSantis over in Florida and wheels over here, obviously wheels kind of follows DeSantis, but, uh, they, 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 some of the stuff that they, what is that? What? What is all the background noise? (laughs) I'm sorry. It's so distracting. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? Edit it out. Jesus. It's going to be a lot. Bird's got a lot of editing. Oh my God. Uh, uh, I can't remember. I gotta, I gotta see what I texted Jake, but yeah, we, we kind of <laughs> bounce these things back and forth, but, um, he was, yeah, DeSantis was saying something like, um, Oh dude, I got to find it. Here it is. So I think this was with regards to the FBI. Uh, Oh yeah. The, um, yeah. The Merrick Garland saying that he, he approves of the FBI going after, um, Parents that are yep. against uh, critical race theory. Yep, yep. And and DeSantis said, Attorney General Garland, he tweeted this today, uh, or yesterday, excuse me, uh, Tuesday. Attorney General Garland is weaponizing the DOJ by using the FBI to pursue concerned parents and silence them through intimidation. Florida will defend the free speech rights of its citizens and will not allow federal agents to squelch dissent. That, in yes. combination with their movements to secure their own borders, you know, again, not a border guy necessarily, but uh, just interesting to watch them start to move independently of uh, uh, the state, the other, the other, or the, the feds rather, um, the, the other interesting thing that I'm tracking is the $600 IRS, uh, mandate by to, to banks. Have you, have you seen that Aaron? No, I haven't. What was that? Do you have like a wheel over there you're spinning? Like a card on a bike tire? No, it's probably, um, just walking under my fan. I'm sorry. Jesus. I'm like standing up, walking around. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, the six hundred dollar uh, bank reporting requirement, like that, that the IRS will have a right to. S- oh, for like Venmo and uh, Cash App. Every and all that? everyone. Oh, they're talking about it for everyone. So Nebraska, like uh, yes. I guess the Attorney General of Nebraska came came out and said, "Yeah, that's not going to that's not going to apply to Nebraska banks. Like we're not doing that. It's a dangerous thing for yep. our citizens." I, you know, I, I've never seen this. I've never seen this in my lifetime. I've never seen the, this amount of uh, state separation uh, from feds. And that's there's a lot of states, man. There's a lot of states. And I mean, the 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 bark, 
I, I just don't know how much bite they have to back up the bark. I, because at the end of the day, they are what they are. They have to keep themselves somewhat square with some citizens in order to retain power. Um, if they don't, they really lose a whole lot of power. Uh, so I don't know, man. That's that's looking pretty dicey. I would not want to be in their situation right now. I'll say that. No, not at all. Um, yeah, it's it's and it's the usual suspects too. It's like the flyover states, the South, Texas. Yep. Um, um, and I I would really like to see that that approach go to more of a local level because that's doable in all of these states. I mean, it it just it kind of makes me angry that I could go to any of my neighbors and be like. Hey, what do you think of the mayor of Boston? Or like, hey, what do you think of our state legislators? And none of them have—they they have the same approval rating as you know our our national government, very low. Yeah. And uh, I I hope that you know that domino effect of uh, state governments becoming more popular. And I, I hate to sound like a cliche, like collapsitarian libertarian, but um, you know, the decentralizing down to your town and then down to yourself, um. But I, I kind of hope that that's where this goes. No, me too. And, and I, uh, I also don't think that's collapsitarian. I'm not really sure what collapsitarianism is uh, these days. Like, I, I think it's... I mean, it's accelerationism. I guess. I mean, I, I, it looks more to me like being scared of everything you see. That's kind of the impression I get of it on Twitter. But uh, yeah. I, like, I don't think there's any real cohesive thought behind it. Uh, not from, well, not from what I've Well, if you want seen. some insight into uh, some doable... Um, doable acceleration that you can do in your local community if you wanted to, regardless of the, of the color blue or red. Um, I have an episode coming out with popular Liberty who has this thing called an anti-tax. And um, what that involves is taking over your local government and basically paying them to go away and them being low, being high time preference saying, okay. And the way he lays it out, um, I wasn't convinced at first, but the more he laid it out the, and, and the more he invoked uh, praxeology into the conversation and praxeology and incentives, uh, the more I, the more I kind of got sucked into it. Okay. So you're, you're putting that out on your, on your show. Yeah. Yep. Cool. That'll be coming out soon. Yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah. No, I, I, to be clear, I, I'm very much, if, if it's not been clear so far, I'm very much for the, uh, kind of secession, Obviously, I would prefer all the way down to the individual, but I will take down to the state at first just to get rid of the feds. Um, then the state will become a big problem, obviously, and then community. Then the community becomes a big problem. You know, yada yada yada. Um, I just haven't seen that necessarily articulated from collapsitarian Twitter. I, I just see a, no, not at all. A lot of uh, I'm scared of everything kind of tweets, uh, and it's all coming down. But I, I don't. I don't. I, I, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me though. That being said, I would consider myself an accelerationist. I just don't think that's the same as being a collapsitarian or at least not from what I see. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't either. There's just some overlap. I think, yeah. I think they'd like to be accelerationists. I just don't think they know how to do it. No, I don't think it's really a well-formed thought to be honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it, in, in any case, I'm, I'm excited to see all of those, those, uh, those moves away from the federal government. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, I, I may not like a lot of things that the state of Texas does, but it has, I mean, it just is so much less powerful than the, than the United States federal government. Not to say that it wouldn't move towards more power. It's a state apparatus. It always will. Um, but it's a much easier battle than the feds. I can, I can say that. 
and the and the and the culture here already is pretty is pretty community oriented in in Texas. It's it's um, you know uh, people don't really think a whole lot about the state government of Texas. It's it's usually much more local. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see about that. Um, what else? Anything? Any other interesting? Yeah, Mel. What do you got? Um. Well, first, did you guys know in that infrastructure bill you were talking about earlier that they're going to change how property tax is calculated? You know, like no. This, oh, Jesus. Okay, so I haven't heard this. Before, it was like when you move in, right? And it's kind of like a set price. Well, now it's going to be, I think, like your house is worth yearly. Wait, and is this huh. for capital gains when you sell? No, your property, like your house. Isn't that decided on a local level? Yeah, mine's through my county. I have yeah. That's just what I read today. Oh, I wonder <laughs> if they're trying to institute a national property tax. God, that would be Oh, my fucked. God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if that's correct, but I'm angry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I actually did have a, an interesting and kind of funny story related to Facebook. Um, did you see Richard Bluthamal or Bluth? I don't know how you say his name. Blumenthal? Blumenthal, is that how you say it? Um, like Wow, anti-Semitic? <laughs> oh, my bad. Um, like at his, <laughs> his comments on what a Finsta is. Oh, yeah. I oh, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what that was. Yeah, are you going to end Finsta? And they, he thought it meant <laughs> fake Instagram, but it's really like, it really means like financial Instagram? No, he... He thought it was something that Facebook offered. A Finsta is like a secret account. It's like a thought account, like T-H-O-T account. That's what a Finsta is. It's like a secret account you hide from your parents or sometimes girls hide them from their boyfriends and things like that. So that's what a Finsta is. It's like slang. And he's talking, it's not like a service offered. It's just like an Right, okay, yeah, just the way that you use the platform. Yeah, and so like he's trying to get them to end it, and she's like, "It's slang," and he's like, "Okay, so what are you gonna do to end this?" <laughs> so how are you ending this slang <laughs> term? <laughs> she tried so hard, and he just like really did not get it. The ongoing, you know, just in general in the information age, the ongoing um, uh, acceleration of like technology are and, and human relationship with it. And it's constantly battering up against uh, what are always archaic regulatory procedures and bodies uh, is often very funny and often very tragic. But it's just I mean, I remember when, you know, the when Bitcoin was being discussed at a federal level like years ago for the first time and people just had absolutely no clue, which, you know, I mean, it oh, is a pretty man, the news reporters. Yeah, oh, dude, oh, I mean, nobody. So I mean, it's good. still pretty bad. Like nobody has a fucking clue, uh, except for with the exception of a few at, at the federal level. Um, so it's still pretty comical to hear, uh, hear them talk about it cause they just don't know. But, um, yeah, it's, it is just such a weird time that, you know, it's just a weird thing that, uh, you know, 80 year olds are going to be regulating, you know, some brand new technology. They don't even have foundational concept of, but, um, yeah. What? Uh. Any? Do we have anything else? Or I? It's been. It's been kind of a, a relatively speaking. I feel like it's been kind of a slow news week. Uh, relative to the last few weeks. Um, we've still got the 
Gabby Petito and Brian Laundry uh, uh, fake news going on. Yep. Yeah. The the psyop. Yeah, the big psyop. <laughs> which is getting more and more insane. It's getting more and more insane as we go along. It's just Sandy Hook 2.0, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, can I say that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm nervous. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, Bird, a lot of editing. Yeah, lot we got a lot. We're going to edit it down to like the intro of like 45 <laughs> seconds of <laughs> incoherent, you know, chopped together banter and then out. Uh, I have made a couple of footnotes just in case because uh, it's like 30 minutes, 42 seconds noise and a pause. <laughs> 41, God. 14, Sandy Hook is fake. <laughs> sheesh, sheesh. Um, I don't know. I mean, anything else? Do we have anything else? Or, or do we want to kind of wrap? I know Brian, or, uh, Bird's got some stuff coming out tomorrow too and uh, and sounds like you've got your episode coming out Friday. We might do some spooky stuff as a bonus, uh, but we're also trying to pull together that Halloween episode. So, um, watch, anything. Um, if you want to watch a thriller this month, watch Squid Game. If you guys haven't. That's watch oh, fuck that. watch what? Squid Game. It's a, what is that? It's a television show. It's Korean, but it's it's dubbed and everything. I'm all set with it. Yeah. Listen, it's really good. It's like really popular worldwide. Um, these people play a game, and if they lose, they die. It's a good. Oh. It's a good thriller. Uh, all right, I'll, I'm a little bit intrigued. <laughs> you should watch it. It's really great. All right, it's all right. On brand for this month. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, if it weren't for the whole Korean thing, I I think I'd be a hundred percent. But right now, I'm just about seventy uh, five ish. Cool. You do get to see the yeah. guys. Car. Yeah. How many hands are we keeping on this fucking wheel? Two, Aaron. Two two hands on the wheel. Happy Italian. And also go fuck yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> Mama mia. <laughs>